The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy. That means that we're up and rolling. It's another week of Nebraska Preps postgame, and I am with my guy, the numero uno, Jacob Padilla. Coming off, uh, I don't know what you call it, maybe kind of a, um, how about a mini statement week? Because there were some good statements made, but there's still a lot of football left to go. So, I don't know, just an, an entertaining day. Was it? Did it turn out to be a better Thursday, Friday than, than you thought? Um, I, I think it probably was a little bit more disappointing than I thought, just based on the games that we got to go see and yeah. um, some of the other ones that we we're considering, at least, that we thought might end up being good. But <laughs> there did end up being some good games. Obviously, uh, Crane Prep and Millard West was one of the best there. Um, I went to <laughs> your game. Yeah. I wanted to check you guys out before uh, your schedule lightens up a little bit. Uh, yeah, it does. It is going yeah, yeah, after Millard North. Um, I mean, because who knows? They've had yeah. a tough schedule. You watch yeah. them on film, and we're talking about Miller North. You watch them on film, and there's some snap, there's some pop, there's some good size. They get Quain's back. He appears to be healthy after missing two games. I mean, so we'll see. But you're right, down the stretch, it will give um, Omaha West Side, and we'll save that till whenever or maybe never. Um, <laughs> West well, there's, Side. There's some interesting stuff out of that. There's, game there's sure. a lot. And uh, <laughs> the, the, the trajectory, I've kind of hinted at it. Yeah. And now it's starting to happen where – um, number one, West Side is getting healthy. Um, and that's going to matter uh, because those guys are key contributors. And we've managed to get by up to this point, shuffling and kind of moving pieces. And as you saw, maybe a transition in, in quarterback. Yeah. That, that was pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, you guys were struggling a little bit at the first, uh, first quarter and a half, first few series. And then uh, sophomore Anthony Rezac came in and sparked the team instantly. I think his third play of his drive ripped off a 43-yard scramble. Um, Adds a little different dimension. Later, he had a 37-yard run that set up a field goal just before halftime. Uh, Was efficient through the air, passing as well. Um, He just came in and was really impressive, moved the offense. I think they scored almost every possession he was in there uh, taking snaps. Yeah, it's kind of weird. He finished, he was 9-12 for 124 and a couple of scores. He was 7 for 78. Uh, on the ground rushing it it immediately changes the way that we play offense because now you have to incorporate you have to account for QB run game and you're going to have some good receivers with um, you know Carter Hogan and Grant Guyette this week Caleb will start on offense Um, I I guess it wouldn't be ideal for me because he's going to have to fit in the run game against Millard North it's a very tall task for our secondary defensively. So, I I mean, I guess now's the week, but I'm not the head coach, so well, I just I just go with it. Well, yeah, it might have a real quarterback controversy there. Uh, th- 
complete a Caleb went in there and complete a forty yard pass on a double <laughs> yeah. pass there. That was, that was a nice little form there. Yeah, he'd nice be he's uh he'd be a good fantasy guy, right? <laughs> a couple catches, a punt return, um, and playing good defense. But got the and, interception too uh, with the assist yeah, from Dom. Yeah, the, the, so that so that's kind of where you're seeing where we're a little thin, right? So we're waiting for guys like John Mez Ross to get back. So Dom had to play safety because we had an injury at safety. Things got to turn around and play running back. And it, listen, I'm not telling you that anything that some other schools don't have to deal with. It's just in a position that those guys haven't haven't been in before, right? We'd like to use Caleb Benning on offense. It hasn't come to fruition yet. Um, we're a little, we're still a little banged up, waiting. But I think the balance while we're young is is really going to help. And the good news is you got through uh, some of your toughest games, and now you've yeah. got um, the rest second half of the season here to get those guys back healthy and get those guys incorporated. So uh, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah. So when you looked at – so you've seen so you've seen Bellevue West. Yeah. You've seen Miller South. Yep. You've seen Elkhorn South. Yep. You've seen Westside. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen Lincoln Southeast. Seen prep. How – so how do you – how do you slot it so far? How about right now versus what you think could happen if there's a difference? Yeah. Um, I, Miller South is, would be one in both polls regardless. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they're one. And then um, I think in Sodders poll, Bellevue West inched back ahead of you guys um, this week. Which is totally um, fair. Coming off a 49-13. That uh, was impressive. Kind of revenge game uh, out at Kearney. Um, and seems like they kind of settled. I think it looked like uh, um, Daniel K1 maybe you've got one or two series, and then they went um, Luke Johansson the rest yeah, he's of, gonna of be, the way. Yeah. So kind of settled one in there, another big uh, LJ Richardson game, and uh, congrats to him on the commitment to Wyoming. Yeah, uh, That's a good get good, for them. Good, good, good. Uh, um, They've got some offensive guys, TK, Barnett, now playing in the secondary with, with Helms. Helms. playing on defense, yeah. We we kind of about yeah, it. <laughs> that's kind of what they had to do, right? Yeah. Um, if they want to be complete, and so, um, I, 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 I they have some yeah. room for growth. Yeah, and I I think you guys are right there. It'll be interesting to see kind of how you guys continue to mesh there with, um, how, how the quarterback plays out, getting back some of those weapons, being able to play guys where you want to. Obviously, like you've talked about, you guys still have upside because you haven't had everybody playing in their ideal role. Um, yeah, getting so. Tommy Connolly back will be key for us healthy. Trevor Spady, James Ross, uh, John Quell. Like, we've got – there's some definite room to grow because those are four starters. Yeah, and you got playmakers on both sides of the ball, and that's what you're looking for when you're looking at those top teams. It's, all right, who, who can make an impact? Who can win games with both sides of the ball? Safe to say we would put Millard so – is it too much to say – they're kind of by themselves. I, I think so at this point. They won't show it. I, I think Millard South is – there's Millard South. Then there's this next pack chasing them with Bellevue West, West Side. I still put – and they were impressive. You almost went to this game with Elkhorn South yeah. and Papio. Elkhorn South kind of sent a little bit of a message. Now, it's what they do, but it's how well they did it. 469 yards on the ground. Yeah. Cole Boward, I think, Buck 80 himself. Um, we got some other guys involved. Uh, sorry to hear uh, Ben Warren um, yeah, gonna announce miss, that he's done for the rest of right, the season. the remainder of the season. Um, after getting hurt in week one, I think it was. So that's tough for them, um, but it, they've got some guys kind of 
stepping up and filling in. And obviously, Ballard, if you're losing a, one of your um, main ball carriers, it's pretty nice to have a, another guy like Ballard right in there right. to step right in who's every bit the starter. Um, and I, I think stylistically, I guess more emotionally, not a great matchup for Papio defensively, right? Elkhorn South is 3D, kind of plays in your kitchen downhill. And Papio couldn't really withstand up front, right, at, at the line of scrimmage. Just didn't win that, couldn't win that battle. And that was 45-14 on the, the final score uh, on that one. Um, so, yeah, impressive for Elkhorn South. They, uh, they're they now 4-1, and one, bouncing back from um, that. Lost that to the best team in the yeah. state. Yeah, Millward South. So, <laughs> it, it, coming out of that game, I was like, Ugh, this, this didn't look too good. Now, the further we get away from that, um, the more it's like, well, maybe North South is just that good. Again, another this week for Gage Stenger. Um, had 15 for 21 for 264 and two scores through the air. 12 carries for 77 yards and three more scores on the ground. And then Jake Gassaway caught seven passes, 131 yards on offense, and 14 tackles, including three for loss on defense, plus a forced fumble and recovery. He has uh, – it's weird, right? You're coaching at another school, but there's obviously lots of relationships that I've forged up until now and kids that I've coached. And I, and I have to say, full disclosure, he has been really um, – it's been neat to watch him grow and blossom, right? Having coached him when he was much, much younger, didn't say a lot, really unselfish, really unassuming. There was a lot in there. You were just kind of waiting for it to be unleashed. It's 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 kind of cool um, to see him really start to grow and embrace the fact that he, he was a budding superstar. He's a budding superstar then. And he's continued that ascent now. He he's been a he's been a good story to watch. Yeah, and so again, I think that that top tier is pretty solid. Um, obviously, Millard South, and then Bellevue West, West Side in some order, and then big one this week uh, for Gretna. Big one this week for Prep. I think we'll uh, and then Elkhorn South obviously is going to uh, looking like looking to continue to roll um, here. They're going to to Bellevue East to. Gretna just, man, took down 77 nothing. Yeah, um, Gret's had this Scott game circled. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how healthy Scott is, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll see who takes snaps at quarterback. Um, I don't think – and I don't believe it'll be Caden Becker, so that was that's going to be interesting to watch them. And I think the thing that people better understand about Gretna, and we'll talk to Coach Kale on, on Friday – physically, that that's a tougher foot. They're not just spread – Gretna, like there's a degree of toughness to them that I think folks better figure out in a hurry. Well, and that's that's 77. Uh, they didn't. I think uh, um, Flores took through 10 passes. Yeah. Um, they they had like 10 different guys run the ball uh, l- last week. Um, so that wasn't necessarily them just airing it out trying to run up the score. That was just them doing uh, kind of whatever they were doing was working for them uh, against the Chieftains. How, so what do we make of, and it was a fantastic game with Prep and, and Millard West, at 28-21 final, two teams that want to do some of the same things, play with physicality up front and run the football with really good efficiency, take your shots in the passing game when opportunity presents itself. But safe to say we maybe, and by we I mean Omaha West Side, caught a break getting <laughs> Prep early. Yeah, um, and it seemed this week <laughs> – Man, they, they really leaned into uh, the Sharmar Brown experience. Obviously, they've been splitting a lot of time with uh, between him, uh, Stessman, and then the fullback with Egan. Uh, 
Brown uh, shouldered the load this week, uh, or last week. 32 carries for 250 yards, two he's touchdowns. A, he's a man. And then caught the game-winning 37-yard touchdown. Um, <laughs> that was awfully perf- uh, impressive performance, and uh, especially because Millard West was up 14 nothing in that game, I believe. Prep battled back to get yeah. it tied. Millard West had the lead late, and then um, – and Brown went down and scored there. Um, and they, it wasn't the cleanest game offensively. Um, they had some turnovers there. Uh, but Brown stepped up when they needed him most, and they went out and made a play at the end. Safe to say the most surprising score was in Lincoln. Right? It's hard to describe what's going on with Lincoln Southeast, yeah. but they may be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, 47-10 final. And the way that Lincoln East did it, I'm not. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what to make of that. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, he picked up where he left off. He's amassed almost 900 yards in two weeks, and we're talking about Noah Walters. Yeah, it's 23 for 29 for 430 yards and five touchdowns. Like that is crazy. Um, again, he's just so good. I mean, because we again we've had some common opponents, so we watch them ahead of time when we when we're seeing them on huddle. He's asked to do a ton. Yeah. Well, and sprint out the, the the you know the QB run game to some degree. I mean, picked up three the eighteen yards on three carries, so it wasn't like he's standing back there um, just waiting for um, guys to get open. Although he did plenty of that too. I mean, again, Billy Stevenson five for buck seventeen in a score. Cooper Erickson eight for one hundred nine in a score. Malachi Coleman two catches, ninety six yards, two touchdowns. So for Stevenson in the last defense. two weeks, that's roughly nine or ten for over three hundred. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, that's yeah, not bad. Uh, th- man, and I'm trying to do the math in my head. Whatever, 180 and ones. So what? Steven Stephen had five for 103 and two scores last week. Okay, and so Erickson had four for a buck fifty nine. So that's ten scores. for almost 300 in the last two weeks for Stevenson, right? <laughs> that, I mean, it, they're getting it going at the right time, and the bigger concern for Coach Catula and those guys is, yes, they have to get healthy. But but who are they up front? Like they, I thought they lacked a lot of physicality up front, which kind of surprised me. Well, and they, they're really struggling to get Max Beaton back going, and he yeah. was a guy that was. And they weren't blowing anybody away. They were grinding these games out early in the year. They're just handing it off thirty times a game to to Beaton back. He was getting you four four and a half yards a carry. Now he's back down to about three yards a carry. They are struggling to get him going. And um, he's just not finding any. I don't know how healthy he that, is. That could be part of it as well. But but he's, he's a also gamer. not finding holes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, they're it, it, they are really getting it taken to them up front, which is a little surprising because I thought, especially going into the season, they would be a lot like Elkhorn South. Right. That was a team that they're. It was predicated on toughness, running the football and stopping the run up front. But it the last couple of weeks have been. Shocking for I think a, 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 a what was going to be a good Southeast bunch at least on paper and they couldn't get Jake Applegate involved at all and we had two catches in that game at least uh, um, against Creighton Prep last week like they they fed him the ball a lot yeah. it, it didn't end I think up he ended up with eight catches uh, and more than that in terms yeah, of targets uh, over a hundred uh, had their only touchdown um, and had some really nice impressive plays especially after the catch in that game only two catches in this game he went and 11 tackles I think on defense so he was getting involved as best he could but. Um. Yeah, they they got to find a way to get their best players. That's um, Butenbeck and, and uh, Applegate. They got to get those guys going on offense. I got to find some way to create openings to create opportunities for these guys to go make plays. Because 
If not, they're in trouble. Yeah. And so when you're kind of looking at the middle of the pack, if we have Millard South, and I believe we both agree that they're in their own yeah. neighborhood, right? Then we have the usual suspects, Bellevue West, Westside, Creighton Prep, Oakhorn South, kind of in that next tier. Is East at the head of the pack, or maybe Gretna is in the middle of the pack of those teams that are, have the best chance to move up? Kind of how do you how do you sort through that? Yeah, both of them had uh, pretty good games this week. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for good weather. Um, we'll yeah, maybe get down not to, Friday night. I, uh, we'll see. I, I want to get down to uh, Lincoln on Thursday for that Lincoln East Millard West and, game. And the rain starts tomorrow, right? I haven't seen. Uh, I saw um, chances storms. Hopefully – Hopefully it holds off during game time, can get a good game in there. Uh, I'd like to go down and see that one because I haven't seen either team yet. Um, so um, that, that'll that be a good one for, for East there um, to kind of continue to prove themselves and like show that, hey, um, that, that early loss was uh, kind of not who we are. We've we bounced back from that, kind of addressed some things and um, on a roll now. So I, I, I like that upside. Um, we'll see. Kind of Gretna's in the same t- place. Tougher I think, schedule? Or you, you think Miller West is fighting Miller North for – Toughest schedule, right? Because all Millard West gets for their troubles after coming off the prep game is to travel. <laughs> well, actually, they have Lincoln at home, right? Or is, is it, it's at East? It's yeah, that's or, at Lincoln. Yeah. So that's going to be at Seacrest. Yep. Mil- let me just read you Millard West schedule for those of you playing at home. When I tell you that they played the toughest, I believe the toughest schedule in the state. They opened with Elkhorn South. Uh, they played Millard North in a rivalry game. They had Millard South, then Kearney, then Prep, now Lincoln East. It's pretty tough. And it's tough. That's a tough schedule. So I, I, you try not to make any sweeping judgments when you look at record, but you look at a 2-3 and three Millard West team, and you, they may be thinking, Jacob, why are you in such a hurry to get down to, to Seacrest to watch this Thursday night game? Millard West will give you all you want. Yeah, and we just saw that last week. I mean, they had prep on the ropes, and prep continues to find ways to win. Um, it, again, we talked about kind of the way that they pulled that one out late, but Millard West was right in that right to the end, and um, they had the ball last. Um, they weren't able to to, um, to move it well enough to, to really threaten, but um, that, that's all you can ask for, with a chance to win at the end against uh, a top five, top six type of team. In your opinion, what's the litmus test, or maybe they've already passed it? for grit like what would you like to see for confirmation because i my gut says it won't come against scud i think they i think they have the opportunity to do a number on scud yeah and that's that's kind of um just kind of looking at their schedule here that's kind of the question is um that that scott one just kind of coming into the year was looking um really interesting i I saw that game last year and that was that was a really good game last year um but if, if Scott's kind of not at full strength, that'll... They may be licking their wounds yeah. a little bit. Um, all right. So, left, we've got Southeast, Papio. Yeah. Um, man. <laughs> Gretna doesn't quite face any any of the other top t- uh, top teams there. Um, they don't face another top five team. Um, Could we learn a little with Lincoln Southeast next week? Well, if... Well, actually, that's the 15th, so they've, they've got one in between. They've got a week off. Yeah, wow. How about that? <laughs> yeah, so I, it's, it's a tricky end to the year, but also with the way those teams are playing and the kind of the way the results, I don't know that 
if Gretna goes out and wins those games against Southeast and Papio, that um, we'll have learned anything um, too much that we didn't already expect. Yeah. Um, so it so it could be it could be a nine and zero. Yes. Could be a nine and zero Gretna Dragons bunch without facing another top five or so team. And their best win would be probably against currently Lincoln Southeast, right? If they if they ran the table because they yeah. finished with Southeast and Papillion. Yeah, Papio South, uh, Scud, yeah, Southeast Papillion. Those are probably the four toughest teams they they faces. So probably the toughest team to cap. Yeah, um, I I think so. Especially uh, again when we see um, Westside, um, they, they didn't play Millard South or Bellevue West, but they they faced some some tougher teams. I think had a little tougher schedule. Millard South and Bellevue West obviously played each other. Millard South um, played Elkhorn South. And Millard West, um, yeah, uh, prep uh, beat Millard West. Um, they they handled Lincoln Southeast. Um, we, they'll get another chance for a good win against North Platte this week. Uh, that should be a fun one. Yeah, and that's a North Platte only has the one loss, right? Yep. That's a four and one North Platte bunch coming off a thirty seven fourteen win at, at Northeast. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> ran for three hundred forty two yards uh, on fifty one carries in that game. Uh, through three passes, uh, I guess they just got bored. <laughs> yeah, so so Burke may, for all intents and purposes, uh, not the football team, but the school, and we'll get to the football team in a minute because they may they may be in that next tier. Yeah, that we're talking about. Uh, North Platte traveling to prep may be a good one on Friday night. Yeah, for sure. And if I didn't have volleyball responsibilities, that's probably the one that I'd be looking at going to. Um, but I'm going to be down at the Devaney Center. So what do we make of where Prep plays their home games? How about the that school by name? How about Burke? Right? We Again, a team that I think has room to grow because yeah. they, they're playing some young guys in key spots. And listen, especially at the quarterback spot, he's progressively getting better. And yeah. Katz, Cooper Katsky. Yeah. And they've got a good running back they can lean on, Dominic Com, obviously, or uh, yeah, Moody. Uh, Donovan Moody. Um, yeah, we think um, we. Hey, I'm the same way. I think Dominic Hum. I'm. I, we dabble in yeah. hoops. Yeah, Miller <laughs> West, and then Donovan Moody, who's another good, a good basketball yeah. player in his own right. Don't know where that came from, but, but uh, I tell you what, he is hard to handle in space. I'd like to. He's really shifty. Tell you what, I was just getting ready to yeah. say, I'd like to take a look at his yards after contact. Yeah. For his diminutive size, he's a lot like his dad, Keith Moody, who was uh, maybe a better high school football player than he was a basketball player, even though he gets a lot of basketball accolades to form a Nebraska star. Equally as good in high school, too. Another guy that's small in stature, but highly competitive. And playing behind a young line that's kind of learning as they go. Um, You've got a freshman starting along there, and basically nobody had played varsity uh, ball on that line until this year. They I talked to them after week one, and they had three players that had played varsity snaps coming into this season. Yeah, another so, reason why recruiting is an inexact science, right? Just imagine the Starks, uh, who's playing wide out for Burke, and, and a Moody. It's hard to appreciate unless your attention is drawn to them. You put them on maybe some more, some teams that have been in the, the paper a lot more. The recruiting probably goes a little bit different because those are two really good players playing for a team right now that everybody's kind of like, well, I think they're good. Are they good? They didn't play last year, so 
We didn't get a chance to get our database built correctly. Like, kind of a tough break, but not so much in terms of if you look at it as an opportunity for them to continue to go out and grow their stock. Yeah, and since kind of that opening game humbling against Bellevue West, and it was kind of which like, they'd like, like to have over. Yeah, again. it's kind of like a welcome to varsity football moment yeah. for most of those guys. And um, but, but Coach Ramonji's shaky message, second yeah. quarter, right? Yeah, Coach Ramonji's message after that was just all about toughness and what it's going to take to to compete at that level. Because again, those guys, none of those guys had ever done it before. And since then, four wins, um, getting on a roll. They get a chance here against. Uh, a tricky but banged up uh, Papio South squad coming up here um, this week. So um, good to see that um, th- them be able to put it together like this to this yeah. point, considering, again, what everything they went through. Kind of carrying the banner yeah. for uh, OPS schools. Yes. Again, another really good half of football from Omaha North. It's couldn't sustain it. It's just tough, right, from a depth standpoint. Uh, the The – the younger program was kind of decimated due to COVID and not playing football last year. Just haven't had a chance to rack up the depth. So it's arguably, listen, they, they led Southeast at the half. They led us at Omaha West side. They were 14, 14, 14 against Millard South, right? tied yeah. against Millard South at the half. Yet they have no, they have no wins to show for it. That's, I mean, you talk yeah. about, it's a, it's a, it's a cruel sport. It's humbling. And Omaha Central is kind of struggling as well. Um, kind of the same deal where yeah. um, they just... They show you flashes. Yeah. Although the, the last couple of weeks offensively, I'm I'm curious who Central wants to be. Yeah. Like, who, like who is that football team on the offensive side of the ball? Defensively, I kind of... I think I have a good idea. But the ability to not have... Without the vertical passing threat, yeah, it's really hard to make a living. Yeah, and... They've when they've won, uh, it's been because they've been able to really pound the ball. And you look at all their losses; they they have not been able to find any running room. Um, yeah. And part of that's the vertical passing game, and then part of it could be um, kind of the the depth and experience on the line. Um, talked about just the depth overall and uh, being able to maintain effort for a full uh, full game. Um, it's kind of what what all these OPS schools are run into and. Again, we're see, it's good to see that uh, Burke has been able to kind of overcome that. Let's jump over to B before we get to uh, touch on C1 to, to, to close this out. I know my – I know my – okay, that's the score that lets me know that I think they're pretty good. Did you have one of those in B? Hmm. Scanning over the scores real quick pretty uh... – you got Scotts Bluff, North GI Northwest. You got Plattsmouth sending a message to Crete. Scott Elkhorn North. Ron Colley, uh, Gross went back and forth. Lexington and McCook didn't play baseball. That 8-5 was a real final. <laughs> that is uh-huh. not even possible. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? You go just down the road to the Orange. I was. That's what I was looking at. 35-21, Beatrice over Norris. It's a good win. Yeah. And now Beatrice is 5-0. and because I think going in, we kind of touched on them last week. I think people thought, ah, little Maryland eye looks a little archaic. They're, they're struggling to pull out these wins, some close games. They had a safety a couple weeks ago. As the day. Like, I, Beatrice appears to be for real. How about this? Deegan Nelson, 35 carries for 263 yards and three touchdowns. I think he rested okay on Saturday. <laughs> that'll, that'll get it done. Um, That's pretty workmanlike, right? Yeah. And obviously Norris is – 
now at two and three, they've plays, played as tough <laughs> a schedule brutal, as a brutal anybody. schedule. Um, but Beatrice has another tough one coming up as it's Norris. But uh, Beatrice will get another chance to prove itself to show that, hey, that 5-0 and oh is no fluke. Um, they're they're going to play at Waverly uh, on, on Friday. So that Beatrice, I think their schedule worked out pretty well for them. They're able to kind of figure some things out, um, figure out who they were in the first few weeks, and now they're starting to – take on some of the tougher teams in Class B. And yeah, how, 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 so how, how would you like this? So Beatrice has, this Friday, they've got Waverly, who will give them all they want. Then they, they go to Seward, then Plattsmouth. Another 5-0 and team in Seward. <laughs> and you got Seward at 5-0. and You have Plattsmouth undefeated, and then Crete. So something will give there with, with Beatrice. Yeah, and um, he... Yeah, they've got a chance to, to, to really prove themselves to show that they we kind of haven't really talked about them in that the, in that top five, six tier. Um, now they've got a chance to go prove that, hey, we belong in this discussion as well. It's kind of slot that let's let's go back and revisit Class B, right? Um, do we agree that it is Bennington and then Plattsmouth? Yes. Okay, who's three? <laughs> Whew. Uh, Pick a name out of a hat there after that. So is it between Elkhorn, Aurora, and Beatrice, or is Beatrice not there yet and nor is Aurora? Do we just do we just put Elkhorn at three? Yeah, at five and zero, oh, um, kind of rating chance coming off thirty four six win over Ralston. Ralston. I, I still don't know that um, that you're wowed necessarily. We keep but, saying but that, and they keep winning. They're five and zero, oh, and you've got to give credit to that, and because. I think uh, in Sauter's coaches' bowl, Scott is still at four and one. Is still the number three there, coming off the thirty-two twenty-one win against Elkhorn North. You talked about kind of how they're banged up. They got the game going against Friday uh, against Gretna on Friday, so that's a big which one I won't them. hold against them in terms of they will have their hands full and then some with with Gretna. And, and believe me when I tell you, Gretna's waiting on those guys. Yeah, there aren't many other teams. I know Aurora took on North Platte. There aren't many teams that jump up a class, uh, particularly play a, a really good team uh, in, in Class A. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's I think that's more of a chance to 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 really prove themselves and like, hey, no, we deserve this spot as opposed to if they lose it, well. Um, it's not going to cost them uh, down in Class B. They, I won't hold it against them either. Um, but, yeah, Waverly kind of, again, still working through the injuries. Tough, tough schedule. And um, kind of figuring some things out with their running game, who's going to tote the rock there. And then Aurora, uh, tough start, bounce back, 3-2 and two now, 48-7 win over York. Carlos Colazzo, 17 carries for 126 yards and six touchdowns. Pretty efficient day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you could take any – I could see any – I could see that kind of those three um, kind of ending up in any order coming out of this next week. Those three or four, really. Yeah, yeah, Bennington will have a chance to continue to get healthy. They got South Sioux. Then they got a toughie on the eighth against Elkhorn, which I guess will probably tell us a lot about Elkhorn, right? But then they close with Ron Colley and Gross. Plattsmith finishes with a tough schedule, I believe. With They've got Beatrice and – and they finish with Waverly. They've got three in a row there. I think games six, seven, and eight for Plattsmith I think will validate or vindicate. But remember, this is the same team in the playoffs a year ago that, that held their own against Bennington so, and then some yeah. in a win. So I, I'm a believer in Plattsmith. I know some people say they haven't played the upper echelon in Class B. They will, and it'll sort itself out. But I'm a believer in Plattsmith. I don't have any problems putting them at two. Yeah, Christian Manessis, uh, just another 16 carries, 156 yards, and five touchdowns. Just another day at the office. Yeah, and what light work for him considering only 16 carries. Uh, 
So that's good for him. I, I, Bennington, um, it, it really seems like Trey Bird is kind of settling in at quarterback now. Um, obviously, his brother was a starter last year. Tim. He was a big-time playmaker. Um, they had kind of the, the battle early on. They had injuries there, and um, Trey ended up getting the job. And he's just been really efficient, taking whatever opportunities are there. Um, 13 for 16 for 150 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers last week. Um, Mostic, 130 and a score on 17 carries, and they were able to spread it around. It's a light night's involved. work for him with only 17 carries. Yeah, and that's probably a good thing at this point in the year. With, uh, um, yeah, try to recuperate. Yeah. Probably uh, worth mentioning uh, before we kind of get out here, um, down in Class C1, upset, knocked off uh, Boone Central, uh, knocked off number one Pierce, handed them their first loss, and um, really impressive performance by uh, Boone Central quarterback Alex Christo. Threw for 175 and two scores, uh, carried the ball uh, 20 times for 124 yards and a touchdown. Their versatility was the difference. The The fact that he's dual threat. They've got a chance now, and I'm not throwing dirt on – on, on Pierce or anybody else, but I'm used to doing Boone in the state finals. Yeah. I didn't think they would get there this year, but they're like, eh, not so fast. A lot of winning pedigree. Don't count us out. 35-33 win there. So you got Ashton Greenwood, Boone Central, kind of top uh, Sauter's pole at 5-0 and each. Usual suspects. That's complete, and it was fast. Uh, the 30 minutes goes quick. That's my main man, Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. We'll be back next week with Nebraska Preps postgame. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. 